Here's the Phantom Electric Ghost. Here's my alter ego, Josephine Electric, talking about sexual abandoned love. This episode is all about busting walls down and the affluent of love. As always, this is an explicit episode. What we really got into in this episode is um, heavy use of the make noise morphogene, which is a Eurorack sampler that we picked up last year. And um, it's in our Eurorack from um, Arturia the 6U. And in that Eurorack, we've got um, Moog Mother 32, a Moog drummer from another mountain mother, a DFAM. And um, we've also got um, a math utility module for Make Noise, which allows you to do additional LFOs. You can have two additional LFOs. You can do all kinds of logarithmic and exponential processing on the signal. It basically gives you a, like a CPU or central control mechanism or utility module <clears throat> for your Eurorack. So you can take in your VCA signals, modify them, kick them back out, actually bring them back in, do all kinds of manipulation, you know, lengthen uh, delays and LFOs and all kinds of interesting stuff. Create portamentos, all kinds of interesting, you know, modulation. It gives you additional modulation points in your synth. So you can, um, if you've got the drum machine like the drummer from another mother, you can extend through the LFOs and the delays, the beat, and change the beat. So one of the limitations of a DFAM, which is kind of cool, is it only has eight steps. Unlike most drum machines that do 16 or 32 or 64, you only have eight. But you can play with the tempo, you can play with the, the CV connections and alter the capability. You can bring um, a DFAM into a grandmother and then use the 256 uh, step sequencer to extend it beyond the eight. Um, you can do all kinds of interesting things. Even with the Mother 32, you can add an LFO into it. Uh, with our Arturia Mabre 2S, we can add two LFOs into it. So there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. But one of the cool things back to the Morphogene is we like to sample ourselves. And what we did in a bunch of these songs is we took the Teenage Engineering OPZ, OPZ, created a drum beat, uh, created actually a sequence on that. It's it's awesome sequencer. Then sampled it into the Morphogene. And then once we brought it into the Morphogene, we altered it. We used the Morph capability, which allows you to take the beginning or the middle or the, any point in the song and make it happen simultaneously in real time with the other parts. And so we used that to create a beat. We kind of clipped it. You can splice and use the gene and gene size to create unique samples. And you can create looping through CV controlled looping of the splices or the genes. You can have them go on a repeat cycle by using the CV. So it's a very kind of feel uh, oriented sampler. You don't have a physical grid. You're doing it by like what you hear is what you get, which is to me a good way of production. Cause you know, if you're on the grid, you get too anal. If you're in this world where you just have colors, like a morphogene just uses colors. If it gets into the green, it's the original speed. If it gets into other colors, it slows down or speeds up. <laughs> so by the color control, you get this color, uh, variation that tells you, and then you hear it and you go by what you hear. And when you hear what you want, you, you use that. 
Uh, and it's the same thing what I do with my hardware workflow. I don't use a DAW. I, I use an R24 uh, digital recorder that takes in quarter inch signals. I use an MX1 performance mixer to catch my USB audio and my quarter inch audio, bring it into Zoom. And then I'm able to get exactly what I want uh, from my all my analog sense and record it and overdub exactly the way I hear it. And I do have a ability to run effects or not run effects or run protocols for reverbs and uh, different things I can do, uh, choruses and stuff, or I can just play it with no effects and it allows me to do all kinds of manipulation. So in the sexual abandoned love, it's using an OPZ uh, song that we brought in, like I said, through the morphogene, we altered it. We use the same uh, sample on Wall Bust Down. Wall Bust Down is running at a different speed. It's got different aspects of it because we're using the morph in a different way. Uh, we're using the, the maths module in a different way. But anybody who can tell the difference between the two songs, you can see, you can hear that the sample is somewhat similar, but the rhythms are different and the emphasis on the drums is different. And on Sexually Abandoned Love, we brought in the, the DFAM and added like a kick in to it. Um, so we have that coming in. Uh, and then what we're also doing is we're using the grandmother from Moog to do very distorted lead phased sound by using the sample and hold circuit and the modulation oscillator uh, to create very unique um, distorted capability. And the, and the, and the Mo can do so much without, you know, the major effect on it is the spring reverb and we use it a lot. We use the ability to uh, use the high pass and low pass filter, ladder filters and sequence. And so there's a lot of interesting stuff going on uh, between the grandmother and then our Eurorack with the Make Noise products, the Morphogene, which we heavily use. We've been using it since we did some Dark Ghost tracks back in the day. And when Dark Ghost Volume 1 is out there on SoundCloud, the first use of the Morphogene was on uh, If Love Has No Ceiling, Why Is My Heart on the Floor? We took a sample of a Fam Liquid Ghost song. We created this kind of really ghostly backward tape loop which is really cool with the morphogene allows you to do really interesting kind of George Martin backwards taping loops. And, and, and we use it a lot to um, create that kind of ghostly vibe, kind of gothic feel and, you know, the strangeness of these like distorted kind of spirits that we show up on the ghost records. And because, you know, our, our whole theme is that we're, you know, we're dealing with phantasms. We're dealing with electric ghosts an idea, you know, like the ghost in the machine, you know, I sing the ghost electric, uh, that, that kind of science fiction theme, um, you know, Ray Bradbury, Isaac Asimov kind of ideas, Ben Boba ideas. Um, and we bring that into our music. Josephine Electric is a creation of subtractive synthesis. We're using the Roland series of vocoders uh, since it started with the JDXI back on Something Wicked. And then we moved to the VT3 uh, vocal transformer. We've been using the VT4. The VT4 is polyphonic. The VT4 has harmony and better pitch control. You can actually control the note that you're going to pitch on. Uh, you can actually set it to a to a physical note. Um, and it just is. Um, it's more compact, but in some ways, um, we do like the VT3 because it has a scatter. 
it's monophonic and it has a different tone. So we kind of go back and forth between the VT3 because of the scatter effect that you can use on the VT3. And then we like the harmony kind of capabilities on the VT4 and the fact that it has a polyphonic voice. It, it adds some depth to Josephine's vocal. We're using a stereo, stereo electronics microphone. We do want to, in the next year, get get like a higher end microphone, try to get the best microphone we can for the dollar. We're reviewing a lot of microphones. If anybody's got a good choice of a microphone that's like under $500, like, like the best microphone for under $500, send us a voice memo or, or um, uh, a DM. We're very interested in what you think, especially if you're a musician and you're a home recording in your studio, what is the best bang for the buck for a microphone? You know, let us know what you think is the best one. And uh, when you tell us, you know, one that we like, we'll let everybody know that we picked your selection uh, if we go with it. So, again, that's a, that's a challenge to our listeners. Please send a voice memo. Give your um, Instagram username or Facebook username. And uh, we'll give you a shout out if we pick your choice. The other thing um, that we're doing with these songs, uh, and I let them kind of speak for themselves. All these songs were created with the OPZ and using this kind of sampling thing. So we got Wall Bust Down and Dark Influence of Love and Sexual Band of Love. And these are all might be in a, a separate EP. Uh, one thing we are talking about was like we work with. Kaede Lin, uh, a poet from Toronto, and we have a bunch of songs we did with her. We're going to put those out. We got approval to put them out. And so that's going to be an interesting spoken word collaboration with the ghost and Kaede Lin. Um, so that that's going to be cool. I hope I got her name right. Um, she'll probably get mad at me again. Um, the other thing that we're very interested in is the reviews of the Prophet 510 are coming in. And a lot of people, you know, like the fact it's a bigger keyboard. It's a 61 key keyboard. It's got the full wood um, body. Um, and the control schemes are are really spread apart. And the knobs are big. And one of those things about that is why I like modes. Because if you look at like a Mother 32 and the DFAM and the Grandmother and the Matriarch, one of the big um, selling points is on these modes is very clear and easy to control the knob per function uh, and and they're spread out so you don't accidentally hit something wrong and you're encouraged to actually use all the control surfaces on this mode as part of the instrument as much as the black and white keys and so it becomes a part of your playing style when you're playing a mode to be able to con- use the controls on the mode as part of your instruments you know, arsenal of tools. When you get sense where all the buttons are too close together or the dials are so close together, it's harder to do that in an accurate way. In the studio, you can do it fine, but performance is harder. So the Prophet 510 brings back that 80s thing why people like the Prophet 5 and the 10s that they were able to get was the fact that you could on stage, you know, have the simple control schema and you could use all those controls to do live performance. So I would say in terms of live performance, the 5510 is, is a really awesome machine. It's easy to get into the tones. It's, you know, you can save the tones. Um, it doesn't have the effects of the six. It doesn't have all the modulation choices and LFOs of a modern profit. But 
the tone of it is so good. It's, it's kind of why you want a matriarch, like why you want a grandmother. It says the tone of these analog VCOs is just unbelievable. And there's nothing you know better to me when you're when you're writing progressive electronic music or you know jazz fusion electronic music is having tones that have life in it instead of like death in it you know or tinniness in it you know where you have a lot of you know soft sense yeah they 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 can do a lot but there's something about my mode that just cuts through the mix I love my Rollins. Um, but there's my Mo grandmother cuts through the mix so heavy. And my, and even my Arturia Mini Group 2S, you know, the analog signals have a way of cutting through the mix. And, and, and it's hard pressed to find a, a emulator that sounds as good as the grandmother in actuality. Um, so I am leaning toward a Prophet 10. And the reason I would do a Prophet 10 over five is I don't like the voice stealing and I like to play with both hands as a keyboardist. And when you have a five, uh, you, you're going to get voice stealing if you actually start doing more keys than you should. And, you know, it gives you more capability to be able to have full finger chords and, you know, really good articulation in both hands. If you want to do that level of playing, you can have so many more notes happening. Is why, you know, if you're looking at a phantom, you can do 256 voices of polyphony. So you can get crazy with all the layers. And uh, and that is another choice that I'm looking at is the Phantom 7 uh, is like my preferred workstation over a Cronus because I've been looking at it for years. Back in the day, I always wanted an original Phantom, the ones with the CD drives on them. I used to go to Guitar Center and look at them and lust after them. And uh, now this new Phantom, uh, it looks like a, like a winner. With the RD piano, just because I use a lot of piano in my songs, uh, and that's a big good point you know the cv integration on it all the, the 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 ability to have it be your central control schema for your whole workflow and being a dollis recorder the phantom gives me a way to interact with other musicians that are using daws that if i put if i start writing everything in the phantom and i still use my zoom where i want to do things the way i want <clears throat> for things if for some reason i don't like the workflow on a phantom i can just do what i want and i still would probably use the zoom to get it to a different, you know, to get it in, in, in the format I want. But the fact that I could collaborate with somebody, you know, get, get their voice, bring it in on a phantom, put track it on a phantom and be able to have a grid where I could go in and at the board control it. And then if I link it to like an iPad or, or, or to a DAW, I could get into the, the, the anal retentive nature of modern um, digital audio workstation development, which I don't like to do. I'd rather go punch in, punch out. That's kind of what I like to do. I like to do it on feel. I like to like, close my eyes and do the song on feel. Um, and, and to me, the doll is recording. And, and, and a Phantom gets me closer to that because I can kind of do the same thing that I do on my Zoom R24. So it's kind of like a big battle between like a Phantom 7 and a Prophet 10 are in the kind of same price range. And it's kind of like, what do you need? Like, I could still... I can get a profit 10 and I still can record with my zoom. So I don't actually need the phantom, but the phantom would let me connect with people who are using DAWs in an easier way than I do now. And if I want to collaborate more with people then the phantom is probably the better choice. If I just want to play in terms of sound generation and create really awesome, 
you know, soundscapes, having a grandmother and a prophet 10 is going to give you pretty much everything you need in terms of analog, monophonic and polyphonic sound design. And I understand, you know, the Moog 1 is something you lost after or even a Prophet X, you know, if you want to get into sample-based stuff more. But a Phantom can do sampling, maybe not as good as a Prophet X. And it's not doing what, you know, a Quantum can do or what some of these uh, Wavetable synths can do or even what a UDO Super 6 can do. But in terms of... Uh, Sound production, I think the fan's going to give you a run for the money on the Cronus and that kind of idea. So I kind of devolved into sound production, but I always get into that. Um, I hope you guys like the latest songs. Josephine's going to get into these songs in a more detailed way on her podcast. I hope you uh, are being safe out there and protect yourself and others. You know, wearing a mask is not as much for you as it's for your neighbor and your loved ones and strangers out there to not spread the virus. So when we tell you to, you know, be mindful of what you're doing, what we're trying to tell you to do out there, I mean, it's your choice if you want to be a jerk. Um, but wearing a mask is not like um, being able to hold, a, you know, have your right to bear arms. Wearing a mask is because this is a public health threat. It's not an issue of freedom. If this was Ebola, you wouldn't have a choice. You know, if this was like uh you know smallpox you wouldn't really have a choice you'd have to follow the government rules so you know in world war ii people sacrificed themselves and they went to you know they took on omaha beach all we're asking you to do is be mindful of your surroundings and don't spread the virus and running around without a mask because you think that represents freedom is a very ignorant interpretation of freedom you know you don't have freedom to do anything you want if you go into a movie theater and yell fire you'll be arrested. If you if you you can't go in and, and be naked in a public place. You can't you don't have total freedom anywhere in in the world. And in being mindful of a, of a very deadly disease and then you know just wanting to do whatever you want for selfish reasons, Americans need to be more communal and more respectful of each other and the world and your surroundings and the situation. The problem, I think, with this virus is you don't see it like smallpox. You don't see the outward representation of something like in a science fiction movie. You don't have like uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, you're not turning into a reptile. You're not, you know, turning into some creature. You're not having all these sores all over your body. So no one can see it. And because you can't see it, you know, people are kind of ignorant. Uh, if they don't see it, they don't believe it. Um, and and I, th I think we got to get past ignorance because there's a lot of things happening today that happened in 1918. And it's like, and this is the 21st century. And so, so people need to kind of get a hold of themselves, be less selfish and more self-sacrificing and, and care about your fellow human being. Do not go to a grocery store without a mask. Don't go into a 7-Eleven without a mask. Don't, you know, do things like go to a bar when you don't need to. Um, you can wait to go to the bar, you know, <laughs> or to drizzly.com and get your stuff at home. Go and have a virtual drink fest with your friend online. Don't be stupid. And, um, if you don't like it, then don't listen to the ghost. But, you know, there's a lot of people in the hospital now that didn't think this was serious and now it's serious, you know, and they might not make it 
to the next year because they didn't have any mindfulness of what's going on. And that's my warning to all those who think that way. And maybe a lot of you, those type of people wouldn't listen to the show, but for some reason you are one of those people and you listen to the show, uh, you know, get a hold of yourself and, and, and learn to sacrifice like the people did on Omaha beach, take one for the team, wear a freaking mask. Okay. Thanks.
And you play along You got my nipple hard Put up walls, 
when I want to talk to you, you put up walls And I can't bust through, want to talk it through That's my truth, I guess I still don't want to do All I want is you Dude! 
violently shaking hips and your black and blue lips. A coma fluids disc that drip from rotating hips and the tongue that drips from the fluids erotic bliss. I know much of this Your hands on my tips Your lip gloss on my lips Stains your protein hips I've come up fluids drips From the erotic back of bliss Come up, fluids, drips from the erotic, erotic disc. And you know much of this, like the cum that drips from your lips, cum that drips from your tits, and the tongue that drips from a kiss. Salt erotic bliss I have it none, none this And your love of black and blue lips Is equal to erotic bliss of a trick Now fuck like this for the effects of erotic bliss. Come on your lips and resolve erotic hips. And come on your tits and resolve erotic hips. Come on your lips. Is a resolving bliss comes on your lips. Is a resolving bliss.